Amen. You can all be seated. I'm going to go right into my lesson tonight. Brother and Sister Grant aren't here, so they asked us to carry the torch tonight, and so we're going to do just that. And I won't be very long. Good to see all of you who are able to make it out tonight. I know as we're nearing Christmas, a lot of people are traveling and out of town. But I'm so glad to see you all here tonight. I'm going to um, just talk about... Uh, little bit of what's been on my heart and things that we've been going through in this in a little bit of this season and and um and the word that came to my mind in in uh prayer and just kind of my long drives to work is uh is rest is rest and so um I do want to say this has probably been one of the busiest busiest christmas seasons of personally of my of my life of of, of of our lives, and as you know, we we have bought a new home, and so we're trying to settle in. A lot of our stuff is still in in boxes, and I appreciate my wife trying to get all that settled uh, in, in our home. Um, there was a lot of things uh, that I've learned during the process, and one thing I learned is that home ownership is very expensive. Oh my gosh. <laughs> And so, whatever it is you plan on doing, multiply that by three, because that's how much it's going to cost. And so, uh, we paid for uh, one of the first things we did, and I had a couple of men from our church come by to help me. Well, I stood around, and they did all the work, that's how I designed it to be. And so, they uh, tore up the, the floors and did some demolition for me, and then uh, finally got Lowe's to come in and put in the floors. It took them about almost over a month to do it. And then when they did, they forgot a bunch of materials. So I'm waiting. We're waiting for that to come in. And so my, my wife is just nervous because we were hoping to have people over for Christmas. And and uh, they might not have a completed floor, but that's all right. Um, but, you know, a lot of things um, have been going on uh, uh, through my heart and through my mind at 100 miles per hour. And a lot of times when I've had this happen in my life, um, the Holy Ghost always does a good job of slowing, slowing me down, slow me down. I don't know if anybody has had that experience uh, in your personal life before, but when you got a lot of things on your heart and in your mind and you're thinking, and it's like as if you have ADD almost, and you're so anxious that the Spirit of the Lord would whisper in my heart and my spirit and tell me to slow down. That's what I did, did a couple days ago when I was driving to work. And so rest came to my mind, and there's an acronym for it. Uh, R means stands for remember his goodness. E means to express your neediness for him. S is to seek his stillness, and T is to trust his faithfulness. Just a little acronym that I I saw in the devotion that I've, that I've been reading. So uh, remember his goodness. Remember his goodness, and as I mentioned, uh, I want to mention a few things this year that I. Very thankful and appreciative for the Lord for, I know a couple of weeks ago, Sister Grant had a uh, a testimony service. I don't know if some of you who were there for that, and a lot of people stood up and told the Lord what they were thankful for. And so my wife told the Lord what she was thankful for. I most of the time I get nervous. I don't know what it is she's going to say, but I'm glad it was good. Um, <laughs> she had her hand raised. I said, what are you going to say? She said, don't worry about it. I said, oh, man. So it had to be good. Um, 
But I know for a lot of people, um, this has been a great year, and for a lot of people, as we know, it's, it's probably been the hardest year that they've had to uh, to endure. A lot of people have lost loved ones, um, different circumstances and situation, and and so um, I didn't stand up to uh, to really testify, but I've got I'm going to take this couple minutes tonight to just kind of let you all know what I'm thankful for and that the Lord's been very, very good to me and, and my family. And as I go through that, I hope that you are also reminiscing on these things uh, as we uh, go through um, uh, the holidays and the spirit and this season of, uh, of rest and taking a break, that you ponder and remember the good things that the Lord has done for you this year. And I know there, there are many and if we all stood and said something, I don't think we had enough time for the Lord. I mean, uh, enough time tonight uh, for everyone to hear how good the Lord has been to in each and every one of our lives. Exodus 28 through 11, it says, Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor male or female servant, nor animals, or any foreign, foreigner residing in your town. For in six days the Lord made the heaven and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them. But he rested on the seventh. He rested on the seventh. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. How many of you, how many of you know that remembering the Sabbath is one of the Ten Commandments of, of the Lord? And so God is very serious about resting. He's very serious about slowing down and taking time to appreciate him and his goodness and to reminisce on the goodness and the blessings of God. And so the Bible says that when God rested from his work, what did he say? What is, what is the, in Genesis, what does it say over and over again? It says the Lord looked at his work and it was good. It was good. I want to encourage you every now and then to stop and remember and take a Sabbath for yourself. And think on all the things the Lord has done and know that they are good. Know that they are good in your life, in my life, in, 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 in our lives. And so, like I said a couple weeks ago, Sister Grant had a testimony service. It was good to hear the, 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 everyone that stood up to, um, to, uh, to testify. So one of the good things that I want to be thankful for and express gratitude to the Lord for us. Uh, on July 28th at 8.27 a.m., I got to hold healthy baby boy in my arms so he's over there tonight and I'm very very thankful and grateful that the birthing process was without complication and both my wife and son were able to come home safely and that is um that was the goodness of God being shown in in my life amen my uh, my wife's grandma works in um in the uh uh what is it uh delivery she works in labor and delivery. She's been a labor and delivery nurse for about 25 years. And um, was just telling us this past week when whenever we saw her, um, they, had a, they had something tragic happen up there with one of the mothers and, uh, and her child. And so, you know, just hearing those things make you grateful that, um, that all is well with, with your loved ones. Um, I'm thankful for the health of my children this year, all we've had to endure and I'm glad there's a lot of wood up here. All we've had to endure is minor colds. Um, none of us has been to the emergency room, so we're thankful.
for that. If you've been to the emergency room, then you can appreciate the fact that you didn't have to go to the emergency room this year. Um, and that is what I'm thankful for. Uh, Naomi has a uh, cousin, and I was telling, texting Brother Grant this. She has a cousin. Her name is Finley, and we'll be praying for her or doing a prayer cloth for her this Sunday. Uh, but she is a couple months younger than, than Naomi. She is my cousin's uh, daughter. They live in Austin. And um, I think when she was about one or about one and a half, she was in a daycare. And uh, they, the staff noticed that she would just blank out and just stare for a long time. And, and so they were concerned and, 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 and told, uh, told, my, and told her mother and uh, took her to um, Dell's Children's Hospital. She was having absence seizures. And so uh, since then, was diagnosed with epilepsy. There's an abnormal um, structure in a uh, part of uh, her brain stem, is what the neurosurgeon says. And, and really, the best way to fix it is to go in and operate on her. And so they sent us a couple of pictures a couple of days ago, uh, every now and then. Uh, she was just recently back in Dell's Children's Hospital. And she looks, she's, she's, she's just like Naomi. And um, she had all these little stickers on her head. And uh, they have to keep her up until 12 or 1 in the morning and, um, and uh, so that they can monitor any seizure activity that she has. And so if you can imagine a toddler having to stay up to 12, it's been very, very, very tough for my cousin and, uh, and her husband. They're going through a very hard time. And so um, I will be doing a prayer cloth for her this Sunday. But I'm, I'm thankful that it's not my daughter. And I'm thankful that she's healthy. Amen. Another young lady here tonight is Mariah. I'm glad she's here tonight. <laughs> I didn't think she was going to be here. We went to visit her in the hospital on Sunday, and and um, she was doing very, very, very good. And so I'm thankful, thankful that she's here. I'm thankful that that the Lord answered our prayers. We we've been praying, and she's been on our hearts. So I'm glad she's doing doing well. Um, what else? Let's see here. Um, remembering his goodness. The Lord's blessed me this year financially, and um, I'm making twice as much as what I was before. I won't tell you how much I'm making. Some of you wouldn't know. Brother, Brother Scotty came out there. I was paying my tithes. I said, yeah, 10, 10%, just $5,000 of my, of my tithes. So he started laughing, but I don't, I don't make that much, in case y'all are wondering. But, um, but I'm thankful for how God has blessed us financially. Also, NAYC this year, the Lord has blessed us through um, the giving of our church and um, the wonderful cooking of Brother Delad and Brother Myers, and our kids got to experience a life-changing experience and move of God. So that's something that I'm very thankful for. Amen. And uh, <clears throat> last night... When the weather was 30-something degrees, I'm glad I was in a home, and the heater worked. Amen. And we were all warm. I'm thankful for the four walls in my life, shelter, food, transportation, utilities. And so the Bible says, Psalms 103, 2-5, Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. And forget not all his benefits. I challenge us not to forget the goodness of the Lord and what he's done this year for us. Who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desire with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. 
Amen. Another thing, another thing I'm thankful for, we got a video uh, this past week of, um, of Emily. This is, uh, some, some of you guys know, know Emily. This is my, my wife's sister and her husband, uh, Seth. And so we've been praying for them. That the Lord would bless them with children. And uh, I think she is 14 weeks or so, 15 weeks now. Got a little video of them doing an ultrasound on her and getting to hear the heartbeat of the baby. And, uh, and so that's been a big challenge for them. And so um, that's another blessing the Lord has done in our lives. Amen. Deuteronomy 6, 20 to 23 says, When your son asks you in time to come, what do the testimonies and the statutes and the judgments mean which the Lord our God commanded you? Then you shall say to your son, We were slaves to Pharaoh in Egypt, and the Lord brought us from Egypt with a mighty hand. Moreover, the Lord showed great and distressing signs and wonders before our eyes against Egypt, Pharaoh, and all his household. He brought us out from there in order to bring us in, to give us the land which he has sworn unto our fathers. And in the book of Deuteronomy, the Lord was very particular in making sure that one generation passed on to the next generation the goodness that he did to them. And my children will never know the struggles that I had to go through and I would never know the struggles that my parents have to go through, except for through the stories that they tell. But I challenge you, if you have children and kids tonight, that our 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 biggest legacy we can hand out hand over to our children is to let them know that we weren't always like this, and things were never this good. But because of the goodness of the Lord and His blessings, we enjoy what we have today. We enjoy the church that we have. We enjoy the foundation that Brother and Sister Grant has, has built, and we don't understand what they went through when they, when they got here and the people before them. But, And that's something that the Bible says, pass on to your children and to your generation. How do you do that? You let them know how thankful you are for what you have daily. Amen. Daily. Some of our children and our grandchildren sitting here tonight and enjoy wonderful blessings, wonderful blessings that they'll never have probably, hopefully, struggled to get because we did all of that, and, and, and we need to let them know that it never, never was like that. But it was because of the goodness and the mercy and the grace of God is how we got to where we are today. Amen. Amen. E, expressing your, your neediness, not only do I remember his goodness, but I need to daily express my need for him. Sometimes it's hard to admit that we can't do everything ourselves, but this very same self-sufficiency can become deadly in our spiritual lives. The truth is that we need Jesus, but we often live our lives as if we can get by on our own. I do that uh, way too much. Matthew 5, 1 through 8 says, or 3, 3, 3 through 8 says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the humble or the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. And blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And so what do all these have in common? They all express a need for God. And if you, if you mourn, God will comfort you. If you're humble, God will exalt you. If you're merciful, he'll have mercy on you. If you hunger and thirst for righteousness, he will fill you. And what I see in all this is that if you have a need, God will meet that need. God will meet that need. I've never gotten 
everything I wanted from God, but I can, can't deny the fact that God has given me everything I ever needed. Amen. And if you ever wanted something from God and you didn't receive it, then perhaps it was something you didn't really need. John 15, 1 through 5 says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, that he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it so that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. And the, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, so neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, and you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit, and apart from me, you can do nothing. And a couple of things stuck out to me. One of the things I saw is that the Bible says, or, or Scripture tells us, that the Lord does prune away. And pruning, if you if you uh, have a green thumb or you garden at all, which I do none of, so I had to Google this. I know a little bit about it, but pruning is cutting away a part of a plant that um, uh, is dying or a part of a plant that's not no longer any good, and if you keep it on there, it will hinder it. And so the Lord removes or the Lord takes away in order for us to to bear fruit. And so pruning fruit trees is a necessary chore that improves, this is what Google says, pruning fruit trees is a necessary chore that improves sunlight penetration and increases air movement through the, tr- through the tree or plant. Pruning also develops the structure of the tree so that it can support the crop load. Damaged limbs are susceptible to disease and insect and insect infestations that could further damage the tree. And this is what came to my mind is that if it seems that God has taken away something from us this year. He's only pruning. He's getting rid of those things we do not need or will hinder our walk with him. And so some of you say, well, God's done a lot of pruning this year. Well, get ready because when he begins to cut away things in your life, you're getting ready to bear fruit. You're getting ready to bear fruit. Amen. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, so neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit for a part of me. You can do nothing. You can do nothing. And this was very interesting to me because the Bible says that if we're going to be fruitful, we've got to work harder. No. If we're going to be fruitful, we've got to be more productive. No. The Bible says that bearing fruit has to do with one thing only, and that is to abide in him. Abide in him. And so, I don't know what your goals are in 2020, but I'll give you a little secret if you want to be productive at work, you want to be productive at home, you want to be productive in whatever goal it is that you set for yourself, abide in the Lord. Abide in the Lord, and you will be fruitful. You will be fruitful. There are people who spend all of their lives doing, 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 and then when at the end of it all, they have nothing to show for it. They have nothing to show for it. There's an interesting scripture in the Bible where the Lord was on his way to be crucified, and the Bible says that he was hungry, so he saw a fig tree afar off. And when he came up to the fig tree... He saw leaves on the tree, and everything about it looked like it had figs. But when the Lord looked and searched for something to eat, the tree didn't have anything sustainable. And so the Lord 
what did he do? He cursed the fig tree, and it withered from the roots. Amen. And so that's how it is when we don't abide in the Lord and we stay busy, 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 busy doing our own things. It's ultimately in the end we look like we're flourishing, but we don't really produce any fruit that is sustainable. We don't produce any fruit that is sustainable. You want to be productive? Abide in the Lord. You want to be productive? Stay in prayer. You want to be productive? Stay in the Word. You want to be productive? Stay faithful to the house of God. Amen. I'm coming quickly to a close. Seek his stillness. Rest. The last word, the last two, seek his stillness for S and trust his faithfulness for T. The Bible says in Psalms 46 and 10, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Amen. Amen. Like I told you in 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 the process of buying our home and the and the, and the decision of of it being such a huge financial decision, I had a lot of doubts. I had a lot of doubts and I didn't share much with my wife, but we've been praying for, about it for for at least a year, if not more than that and had a lot of doubts, and so, you know, my, my drives to, some of you know I work in Katy, so I drive there, I drive back every day, I spend about over two hours on the road, um, and so, you know, a lot of a lot of times during those long drives, a lot of thinking, a lot of doubting, a lot of uncertainty, question a lot of things, um, and so, a lot of things going on in my heart, a lot of things going on in my mind, and I'll never, I'll never forget, and I'll share this with you, if you have problems or struggles with making big, big decisions, uh, maybe this, this will help you. But I, in the middle of all that, I was sitting in my office, and um, it was real quiet, and I was just staring off kind of blankly in, into space, spending time in prayer, and, and, and a lot of things going on in my heart, a lot of things going on in my mind. Um, and, and the Lord whispered a small, small voice, like a still small voice. The Bible says in 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 11 through third, verse 13, and he said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice. And so, a lot of winds, a lot of earthquakes, a lot of fire. And sitting there staring off, the Lord spoke in a still small voice, and he said, didn't you ask me to help you with this? I said, yes, sir. He said, how long have you been asking me? I said, well, I've been asking you for over a year. He says, well, then make your decision and trust me that I'll do it. And it's changed the way I've made big, big decisions now or any kind of decision and if you have a big decision that you've got to make, my suggestion and what the Lord has taught me is pray about it and make the decision. The Lord will help you with it. The Lord will help you with it. And you just have to trust him. Amen. The Bible calls it the valley of decision that we face. Amen. But if you prayed and you sought the Lord, make a decision and he will 
reinforce that decision. And he will be behind that decision if you ask him to help you with it. Amen. All right, let's see here. Psalms 22, verse 3 to 5. You who are enthroned in the praises of Israel, and you are fathers trusted, they trusted and you rescued them. They cried out to you and were delivered. They trust in you and were not disappointed. Just a couple more scriptures and I'll be done. Psalm 62, verse 6 through 8. He only is my rock and my salvation, my fortress and my defense. I will not be shaken or discouraged. On God, my salvation and my glory rests. He is the rock of my strength. My refuge is in God. Trust confidently in him. Trust confidently in him. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us, Selah. Isaiah 26 and 34. Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusts in thee. Trust you in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. Amen. The last verse of scripture I read is John 14 and 27. It says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, Give I unto you, let your heart, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Amen. Lord wants to give you peace tonight. Let's all stand before the Lord. Let's all stand tonight. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much done. Amen. Amen. If you want that perfect peace, stop and remember his goodness. Seek his stillness, trust in his faithfulness. Amen. And he'll give you that perfect peace that passes every understanding. One of my favorite verses of all time that I tell myself is the Bible says, Be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything through prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God that passes all understanding will keep your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. Amen. We live in a very, very anxious, anxious times. Amen. But if you trust the Lord, don't think about it, pray about it. Don't worry about it, pray about it. And he'll settle it in your heart, in your mind. Amen. Lord, we love you. Thank you for your goodness tonight. Thank you for helping me to teach your word. Go with us from this place. Keep your hand on us, Lord, if we're doing any traveling. Keep our health this year. Thank you for your goodness. Help us to be still, Lord, to reflect on your goodness and your blessings and all you've done for us. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen.